As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. More you talk now. I'm Steve. I'm Katie. Katie, what's our topic? We are talking about fear and what you're afraid of. Yeah, if you've got something you're afraid of, let us know. We're going to be talking about that and actually talk about some solutions. Katie, people have all kinds of crazy fears. I mean, there's like all these phobias like spiders and snakes. And I don't like either one. In fact, I just saw something recently where somebody said they found a spider as big as their hand in their house. Oh, I got big hands, so I hope it wasn't quite that big. But I'm mad. you don't like spiders, I don't think. And what about snakes? I can tolerate spiders, but I can absolutely not do snakes. Like, I will freak out if I see a snake. Like, a couple of my friends have, like, snakes as pets when I'm scrolling through, like, social media. And I freak out when I see the photo. I freak out when I see them on TV. Now, huge spiders yep. freak me out. If they're little, I can tolerate them. But, you know, okay, big hey, ones, like, no. You know what? I read a crazy story about um, this businessman. He's an insurance executive, and his fear is of a big kind of inoculus hand in the sky that's going to come down and pick up his car and sweep it off. So the only way he can fight that fear, he keeps his window rolled down, doesn't matter what the weather is, puts his left hand out and puts it on the roof of the car, drives with one hand, and that keeps this hand from coming down and grabbing him. That's got to be really uncomfortable. Your arm would get tired. That's bizarre to imagine. It's snowing outside. It's raining outside. It's windy outside. It's like, does he wear a little shield, you know, like, so it doesn't hit him? Well, you Just know, a hole with his arm? He could go get one of those little plastic shields. That's if he had to turn or whatever. And I don't know what he does if he has to signal. And hopefully he's not driving a stick shift. I don't know. <laughs> Have you heard any uh, stories weird like that? Yeah, what about the lady that only left her house three times in 30 years because she was afraid of going outside? She really, well, I guess she'd, she'd be fine right now then, you know, with... Yeah, the, she'd be totally happy right now. Yeah, really, she would be cool with that. All right, share with us one of your fears. One of mine is probably very similar to a lot of people's, which is fear of public speaking. I know you probably wouldn't think that with what we do, but yes, fear of public speaking. 
with your pageant work and you talk and all of this other stuff, you're afraid of public speaking. What are you I am. I, you know, I just, I, I just don't like talking in front of people. I guess it's like a fear of, oh, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to say the wrong thing. You know, they're going to laugh at me. You know, I'm going to get sick. I, I don't really even know what that, where that fear comes from. I just know that I don't like doing it. And I always get nervous every time I have to do it. And I'm always nervous through doing it still, but I make it through. So it's, you know, it's like the reality, like once you're up there, you're like, okay, this really isn't as bad as I thought. And like, you know, like my expectations were way worse. I thought everyone's going to exactly. laugh at me and, you know, they were going to boo me. And somebody in our audience is saying, oh, definitely as well. And you know, what's funny, I guess I'll, I, this wasn't the one I was going to share, but I'll share another one. I used to be afraid of that too, I guess. It, it just didn't click with me until you were talking. I used to feel comfortable and safe sitting behind my drums. Don't ask me to get out and speak. Don't ask me to get, put me behind a kit of drums. I'm safe. I'm good. I have no fear. I have courage. I, I'm going to rock the place. But I, I'm not like that anymore, obviously. Sometimes people go, hey, shut up, man. You talk too much. But you know what my fear was? It started when I was 10 years old. Uh, we were living in Northern California. My parents wanted me to learn how to swim. Neither one of them could swim. So they take me down to the local high school, and they pay these for these lessons, you know, swimming lessons. And... And the um, you know instructor said, "Can you swim?" And I said, "No, you can't swim." Well, we want to see how well you swim. So they throw me into a diving. Oh, that is not a good way to learn. Uh, no, no, and I'm going down once. I'm going down twice, and three times they finally pick me up. And it was years before I would put a foot in the pool, before I would go more than just a foot or two, you know, in the ocean or go into a lake. I conquered some of it now, but I'm still not really comfortable. I'll get in the pool. I like to get wet. I'll you know go in the ocean, go in a lake. But you know, it's a those can be very real fears with you uh, for a considerable amount of time. So it, yeah, they can. It, it is. It's about expectations. It's about what reality is. It's it's about not knowing, not being able to see. I mean, fear of the. Uh, well, fear of the future. And now you looked something up, I think, just before or earlier today, before the show, um, kind of about the top three fears of uh, people in our audience for right now. This isn't in general. This is right now. What were they? Yeah. So the top one is still uh, the fear of contracting COVID. Oh. That is still the number one fear. Okay. The number one fear. And then uh, the second fear is the fear of the future because everything is so uncertain right now and you know you don't know if you're going back to school you don't know you know if you're going to be able to graduate on time you know you, you don't know if you're going back to your job which affects paying for school or paying for you know fun things you want to do and then the third one is the fear of rejection on like social medias and in person and like with dating with friendships so those are the top three fears right now. You know, let's go back and unpack them a little bit. Um, speak to the COVID thing personally, and then we'll unpack it a little bit more in case people haven't heard about you. Yeah, a lot of people probably haven't heard about me because I just announced it on our show last week, um, and I haven't made it really public yet. I did have COVID, which like is the like the real virus. Like that was in the hospital four times for it and in isolation for it uh, for two and a half almost three months I had it. I'm still trying to get over some of it. 
Um, I still get the fevers every couple weeks uh-huh. and I still have the really bad fatigue. But so that is a very real fear. I mean, I, I'm immunocompromised. So I was very, very afraid of getting COVID because I mean, with immunocompromised people, you can die from it. Yeah. So I was, I was very fortunate that I never had to be on a ventilator and, um, you know, that I survived COVID. But there's a lot of people that are very afraid of that. And that's a very real fear. And it's something that you really should, I mean, in a way, you should not be afraid of it, but you should be aware and just take precautions. Yeah, kind of a healthy uh, I mean, Yeah. Uh, you know, there's nobody escapes this in the sense of, I mean, it's not just for one particular group. The Broadway actor that just died a few days ago. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, what was he, 40, 41? 41. They say now it's hitting those that are under 40 heavier than people that are older. Now, it's creating havoc in in retirement homes and and things like that. And the numbers are up, up, up. It's unbelievable. You know, California, we've had a lot of, of high numbers. We just hit a new high so I want to say 65, 6,600 new cases in a day. That's crazy. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And like you, I, I would agree with that. I don't think we need to be unable to go out when we are allowed to in certain places and unable to do things, just be so fearful. But I think we need to be cautious. And, and I'm going to bring this up again, the mask. You know, we still have people that refuse to wear it. And it's a pain, you know, I, I was going to say it's uncomfortable. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, I even wear it when I'm jogging, you know, and, and actually I found out from a doctor that wearing it uh, while you're jogging, it's like training to run in a high altitude. So, you know, what? It, it, but wear it in the store, guys. Wear it where you're supposed to wear it. You don't have to wear it when you don't have to wear it. But just, you know, it's a matter of respect. If I wear it, I'm respecting you and others, Katie. And if you wear it, it's the same thing. Yeah. Other people. And we may not have it. Fortunately, I have not gotten it yet. I hope I don't get it. But I also don't want to be a carrier and not even know Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And that's the biggest percentage of people that actually are test positive are the carriers that have no symptoms. And that's why it's spreading so quickly because all these thousands of people have it, but they don't know they have it. So everyone they come in contact with is getting it. So it's like where, I mean, they're still saying the simplest things. When you're around other people, wear your masks, stay six feet apart and wash your hands all the time. It's somebody that that's uh, in our audience nice saying that, you know, people make fun of us. Those of us that are wearing it, you know what, let them make fun because yep. somebody make fun of me with a mask on than me having to have a ventilator because a ventilator, as you and I had talked uh, a few days ago, I mean, it, it's you're talking permanent damage to lungs. And yep. Not the same, but so you know, it's one. It's kind of a bullying thing a little bit. I know I had some people give me a hard time because I was up at a lake and uh, I had the mask on. Hey, Steve, don't you know you don't? No, no. Our governor, like it or not, says in public wear a mask. A lake is public. You know, yep. a lot of people there and stuff. So that is a tough one. Um, I just, of course, I'm a big guy, so there's not a lot of stuff that phases me. I just, you know, look at somebody and laugh it off and say, well, you know what, still going to wear the mask. So it is a real thing, but people don't don't let it consume you. For those of you that may have lost a loved one, I'm sorry. I have no words. It's got to be a horrible thing. I know several people besides you that have had it. In fact, the whole families have had it. Mm-hmm. 
road to recovery, thankfully. But um, let's be respectful. Okay, let's unpack that second one. It has to do with the future. Yeah, a lot of people are afraid of the future right now. Well, with everything so up in the air and everything so uncertain, I mean, that's a logical, legitimate fear. It truly is. And, and I mean, when you don't know, I mean, they're still squabbling now. Are we going to open schools or are we not going to open schools? And do I, am I going to have to stay home? I, you know, and do everything online? Do I get to go to class? Do I get to go to so many classes and, and then there's you know only a few days? I mean, it is so up in the air and it's become a hugely political thing. You know, of, you know, it's just caught it. This whole COVID thing really is is become a very political thing, but it's a very real thing. And then fear of the future: Am I going to miss my graduation, like my mm-hmm. older sister did? And for those who um, are here from another country, there's. An order, I think, that's, that's been put out now that if they are attending a school that is not going to open its doors for in-person classes, for online classes, they have to leave the country. That's a hard thing. That's yeah, a, that's a very hard thing. And such a sudden thing in a sense, you know, because it's not something that, that they were planning for. I don't think it's something that the government was planning for. I mean, this whole thing is so... New, really. I mean, only a few months old. It seems like it's been going on forever. But um, what about fear of the future? With will anything ever be normal again? Yeah, a lot of people are saying this is a new normal. Like they're saying we're never going to go back to normal, and we just have to get used to that. And that's a very weird concept for a lot of people. Crazy. It's. I mean, the mask thing. I've traveled. You know this. I've traveled in. I don't know how many countries. Doesn't matter. But I've been in countries where they. It's normal to wear a mask at least in certain cities and certain places, that could become the new normal. And that is kind of fearful. It's like, is that really the future I want? You know, but better to wear, I mean, I hate to say this, better to wear a mask than to have the ventilator or not be alive or be transmitting this disease. But you don't know. I mean, concerts, I love music. I, I am a musician, you know, and I haven't played any gigs. I don't have any gigs lined up to play. In fact, I can't even teach right now. But, um, you know, it's it's just a weird, weird time. Are, am I ever really going to be able to have go to a party? Dances at school. Football. Yep. Oh, I love going to high school football games. You know, it it's just because audiences, I just love energy. And are we ever going to get to do that? I mean, professional sports are saying now, I just got an invitation from the San Francisco Giants to have my, like, a cardboard cutout of me in the stadium. Seriously? Yeah, 99 bucks is all it takes to take the picture. I get to pick the seat, and I'm there for the Giants home games. I, I mean, it's like, this is bizarre. The new normal. That's it's, funny. I mean, whoever thought about that? I mean, it's, it's crazy. It, it's just absolutely crazy. You know, it, it's restaurants being closed. One of our... Uh, mm-hmm. About that, it's... It's uh, and I mean they reopened and now some of them are having to close and who knows what I mean with stuff spiking as much as it is, this craziness is I mean it's it's being curbed in other countries and it's actually follow you know falling down and getting getting a little bit better it's not normal yet but in the states I mean it's it's on the way up and so yep. I want to say thirty plus states I might be wrong but that is something I mean when you think about the future. That can be fearful, but is that a faulty expectation? Is that something, is that really reality? And how does that affect our, the way we live? 
the things we do, our relationships. But you nailed another one, which I think is interesting. It, I mean, it's a it's one that is seems like it's always with us, but it's really prominent right now with uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fear of rejection and people, yeah. you know, the you know not being popular on social media and that that is a form of rejection because people aren't liking your photos people aren't commenting on them you know people aren't watching your lives people aren't watching your videos and then it's like the same in the uh it's also really in the dating world as well right now for for you know our audience it's the fear of you know being rejected by their dates and and going on online and you know not like anyone liking their profiles on the dating apps and yeah situation like this i mean it's like right hey, uh you know send a message get a cup of coffee or get a coke whatever okay and, and i'll get one and a slice of pizza okay and then we're gonna we're gonna zoom it we're gonna facetime it, we're gonna whatever that's i mean is that like the new normal of dating i mean yeah that's the new normal of how you see your friends how you date everything yeah no it's i i was with a group of friends uh, i think there was five or six of us and the idea was go out and get chinese takeout and come back and then we zoomed it and here we're eating away chatting and i think two or three people were in canada two of us were in the u.s it was actually kind of fun you know but it was just you wonder is that is that the new normal for dating and the rejection why is it that we are so consumed with rejection you know being it that's a tough one i mean it cuts deep when you feel like you know, you're comparing yourself, and that's what it is. It's comparison, you know, and and the dating, the whole dating app thing. Ugh. That whole fear of rejection is a whole nother show and topic because it really has a lot to do. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, you're not comfortable with yourself. You're not, no. you know, you don't like yourself. You're not confident in yourself. I mean, there's so much that has to do with that. So someone said there, explain why you're, you have a fear of going to see your mom. Explain that one. <laughs> that's that's an interesting one to talk about. I guess it depends upon the relationship you have with your mom. Or is your mom sick and you don't want to see your mom that way? Or does your mom not support you? Is your mom just weird? <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm not sure I want to be around her. You know, that's an interesting question. I'd like to know why, you know, what the, what the circumstances are. Because that is a very, you know, being around any family member, really... You know, it's, it's not something in our in the audience that says my mom's been sick all her life. So that's yeah, that's a hard one to see your mom in the hospital and not doing well. And if they have tubes connected to them, that's just that's a hard thing to see. Oh, it's a very very hard thing to see. You know, it's uh, I was fortunate. My mom is is no longer with us, but I was fortunate. I had a crazy fun mom. You know, who um, I think sometimes my friends came over to the house because she was there and not for me. <laughs> <laughs> And the weirdest thing, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I remember before I could drive, this buddy and I wanted to go to a concert, and we wanted to double date, and so I asked mom if she would drive. We didn't know she got a ticket, so <laughs> she's sitting in the middle, my date's sitting on this side, my friend's date's this side, he's there, and I'm here, and the two girls are talking to mom the whole time. You know, it's like, come on, mom, this is not That's funny. But, you know, at least my friends liked her, but that's, that's an interesting you know, interesting thing to have to deal with. It's rejection is, I guess it comes down to respect too and treating others the way you want to be treated. You know, and sometimes I think we treat somebody disrespectfully because we don't like ourselves. 
Yep. You know, it's well. How do we deal? Practically speaking, uh, we came up. We can't. I cannot claim originality for this because I got it from my pastor. But I like this little acronym he put together for fear. And what he does is, is F is for faulty, E is for expectations, A is for about, and R is for. Do you remember, Katie? Reality. Absolutely. Yep. So the so. acronym is faulty expectations about reality. You know, it's, it, it's really a great tool to have, and I hope this will help you guys. Uh, with COVID, faulty expectation. You may or may not get COVID, okay? but do everything you can to stay healthy, to stay safe. Follow the rules, even though you don't agree. A lot of people don't, even though it's kind of confusing to hear one person say this and somebody else do this. Uh, kind of go shoot down the middle and say, hey, what makes the most sense? What is the best for, for my health? And the reality is you may not hopefully end up getting it or at least from it. I think uh, you told me, I think, Katie, that a lot of people have it anyway, but they don't show the Yeah, they're saying by the, you know, next year, everybody is going to have been exposed and they're going to have had it in one form or another, whether it was just a mild runny nose and a sore throat to, you know, having the ventilator so that in between like I had. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's, it's okay. Now, let's jump ahead to fear of the future. Okay. Faulty expectations. We don't know what the future holds. No. So for us to be fearful about it, fear is, it's kind of like a chain, really. It holds you back. Um, We can't change yesterday. We can change tomorrow based on the way we live today. So we have to be careful and don't jump to conclusions, I guess, is what I would say. Consider, because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So live in the moment, you know, plan ahead, but don't lose sight of uh, what's happening now and the reality is, I don't think anybody knows. No, nobody knows what's going to happen. Um, they don't know what's going to happen when. So, And then as far as the, the rejection with social media, faulty expectations. You know, in some cases, we don't even know if that person is real. Yeah, so you, have to, you have to remember, I mean, most people... The, the people that look like they have the perfect lives on social media, you know, that they're always on vacation, they're always going on extra, extravagant trips, you know, they're, they're always, you know, drinking the best drinks and, and you know, wearing the, fine, the you know, top-notch brand clothes and shoes. They're putting on an act because that is not their real life. That is not reality. Like, that is definitely, yep. Reality because it's not true. You know, that's the problem is you can become the perfect person on social media. Well, you you know, you can go as far as like renting yachts for a day to take photos on and look like you went on an extreme vacation. You can rent jets to take photos on for two hours and make it look like, you know, you went on some cool trip. You can Uh, like, yeah, I mean, you can rent friends, you know, Mm -hmm. really sad that somebody would go to that, you know, that extreme, I mean, with the yachts and with the, the you know, nice cars and, and friends and you can rent clothes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's so you don't know what that what's behind the facade because it very well could be a facade, but it still hurts. Let's just be real. It still hurts when you feel like you're being rejected. 
So I guess something to consider is the, the people you spend time with. Yep. Fine, or, you know, it's, it's very limited face-to-face right now. What, what do they do for you? Do they bring out the best in you? You know, you're, you're online on a dating app or whatever. Are you looking for somebody who's got it seemingly all together? Or are you looking for somebody who's going, who's the best for you because they bring out the best in you? Yep. Think about, you know, it's, it's a very real fear. And, and to just throw that out is, is um, you know, as it's no big deal, we know in, for a fact it is. It's a very important thing. And, and we want to remind you in the audience, please reach out to us. If you're hurting, if you're fearful about the future, you're concerned about COVID-19, if you feel like you're just getting, you know, chewed up and spit out in social because people are picking on you, you're being rejected, you don't have all the likes, and reach out to us, would you? Katie, how do they do that? You can send us direct messages on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can text us, text the word Talk with your whatever you want to tell us to 411247. You can go to our website, utalkradio.com, and you can, um, there's a contact tab on there. You can reach us through that way. Uh, they can call us. What's the number they can call? It's uh, 855-508-UTALK. So pretty simple to remember, 855-508-UTALK. And that's the letter U-T-A-L-K. Please reach out to us. Don't sit there alone. Don't sit there beating yourself up. Don't sit there in just prison of fear, worried about COVID or something else. We're here for you. You talk is all about you talking to us. So please reach out to us. Let us know what you're feeling. We are here for you. Hang in there and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. This is You Talk Radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.